Hi, my name is Esther, and today we'll be discussing the haunting of James and Catherine Tatum. They can't all be good. Keep listening to find out what the hell happened. Hi, welcome to What the Hell Happened. I am here today with the plucky Mr. Lockwood. I'm speechless. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Displaying animation, vigor, or liveliness. <laughs> I like how you have gotten my MO and now you're going to have to read me the definition right after you call me bad names. Right. Um, that's because you usually pretend like you know the definition <laughs> and sometimes you're wrong. <laughs> so it's really just a way for me to ensure that I get to let everyone know that I'm right sometimes. <laughs> well, I got to give you a couple. Yeah. Yeah, you want me to keep coming back. Yes, this is this is a game of infinite games, not a game of one game. <laughs> right. Have we done anything fun lately? Nope. No. <laughs> no, indeed we have not. Okay, well, we have nothing. This is what I call the winter doldrums. It is. It this is. is always this time of year. It's just like very, very, very just yeah. dead. And, you know, I was thinking today, the worst part about this is usually this time of year, you're stuck in the house. But for us, where we live, it's usually like snow covered. So you feel like like you know cozy come, come and, it makes you feel home. cozy when it's snowy out right you feel like coming home and starting a fire and getting cozy and getting a blanket and you know having hot tea and just being comfortable but we haven't had hardly any snow it's cold so you can't go out it's not nice enough temperature wise to go out for a walk it's pretty bitterly cold right now And today it was beautiful and sunny and freezing mm. but no snow so from the inside i was inside looking out thinking Oh, how I want to be outside today, but I could not. It was sad. So at least if there's snow on the ground, it's not an illusion, you know. I suppose most everyone else is going through the same thing. Yeah. I don't know where the snow is around the rest of the country. I don't know. It's odd for us in Ohio mid-January to not have snow. Mm, I mean, <laughs> the weather varies here pretty drastically. Yeah, which I'm not going to complain. All, I from, from year to year even. Yeah, I'm not going to complain. I'm not much of a snow person, though, but I know mm. you are. I like it. Yeah. If it's going to be cold, I'd, I definitely would like to have some snow. Yeah, yeah, especially over Christmas. I love snow, Christmas snow, but we didn't even get that this year. Compared to the blizzards of 2020 that we had, yeah. we have nothing yeah. to show for it. That's a little easier on the shoulders. <laughs> Don't have to shovel it. Yeah. We need to buy a snowblower. Haven't had to break that out, though. That's fine. That's rough on the shoulders, too, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that was our boring We're adult. Really, really. Yeah. Welcome to our winter. Yeah. Well, welcome to our lives. We're pretty boring people. This is about the extent of the most exciting thing we have going on. What are you looking at me for? I don't know. You look bored, and I can't see your face, really. <laughs> I can see, like, this eye. It's a normal look. Is it? Boredom. Okay, you're going to have to describe to me your face because I'm having a migraine. I'm bored. Uh, oh, okay. Would you like me to start? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to try to read this. <laughs> you want to hear a story? <laughs> I, uh, I have to ask. What other options do I have? What happens if you say no? <laughs> what do we... 
Do I, I figure just... you're going to do it anyway. Really? Probably. If you say no, do you, do you, does that give you the option to just stand up and walk out? Let's try. Okay. Do you want to hear a story? Yeah. No. All right, folks. Well, you're stuck with just me today, Esther. Today we're going to be discussing the haunting of James and Catherine Tatum. Jim and Catherine Tatum were looking forward to living in their newly built home in a quiet suburb in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Both James and Catherine knew that this would be the next step and, with their plans to retire in the near future, were excited for this next chapter of their life together. This is a picture of James and Those Catherine Those blobs, pixel blob, that's them. Enhance. I that's mean, not really helping. I made it little. It's less pixely little. Is that Ugh. better? He looks like Tyrell from Blade Runner. He kind of does, yeah. He looks like... um. Uh, who's the guy that plays Bishop in Aliens? <laughs> he looks like he that. He kind of looks like him, too. He looks like that guy. Yeah. What's his name? I cannot. Why can I not remember his name? I don't know. I love that guy. I think he's great. Wayland? Yeah. Yes. James looks like him, I think. Yeah, he does. For sure. And, mm-hmm. like I said, Tyrell. Mm-hmm. And Catherine The looks, cyborg engineer. And Catherine looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Catherine. Your shirt, too. It's like a perfect it's... match. If she just had like the tassel like neck yeah, the scarf little, The thing. little necktie. Yeah. It looks like it may have used to have been And the them. hat. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> actually kind of feel bad that I said that. She but... also, she looks like the angry one yeah. version of him, not the happy one. No. Like when, she, like, <laughs> when she's when stomping Zool down like, buildings. Yeah, inhabited yeah. it. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to leave this in here. Just know I feel a slight twinge of badness about (laughs) having said that because I'm sure Catherine was a lovely lady. I don't know. But when you see it, y'all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Jim was a career army officer and Catherine was an accountant. The couple moved into their new home in September of 1985. They made quick work of decorating and making the place feeling like a home. One night in January of 1986, Catherine woke up and made her way to the bathroom. While in there, Catherine says that she felt a strange presence. As she glanced toward the door, she saw a man walk past down the hallway. She said it was definitely a man and he was swinging his arms lightly. She says that his head was slightly bent and he walked quickly past her and the open door. Her obvious first thought was that it was her husband, Jim. So she made her way back to the bedroom and found, you guessed it, Jim, fast asleep in bed. Seeing her husband lying there only made Catherine more worried that there was possibly a burglar in the house. She woke Jim, and he thoroughly searched the house. But there was no one and no sign of a break-in. We have had those nights, for sure, where I think I hear something, and you have had to get up and clear the Mm. house. I think I'm usually more the one that does it. I just don't tell you I heard something. Well, then that concerns me that you've done it more times than I am aware of, because I think usually I'm like, I heard something, and then you get up and go look around the house. So what you're you're saying is that you. you go do it more than I know of? Probably. What? Yeah. I think that used to happen a lot more at our old house. The odds were a little different there, too. Yeah, 
the odds were better that somebody would legitimately be crawling through the window yeah. trying to rob us. That's what I think. Just I sympathize with Catherine because I have I have felt that before. Like, oh my God, I really heard something in the house. It's probably an intruder, you know. I would imagine every couple in the world could relate to that story. Well, I think every every person, couple or not, has heard something in their house at one point that was not a familiar sound, which is a little scary. You know? That's why you need a little dog. Yeah, our dog is really good. They're very good dog. alarms. Yeah, he's a good alarm. He's a terrible guard dog. His accuracy is low. Yeah. But... <laughs> See, he loves everyone. Yeah. Oh, I have to interject a story about me breaking into my own house this past mm. summer. This is how good of a guard dog my dog is. I locked myself out of the house on accident while cleaning the door. Luckily, had the windows cranked open. They're these long, skinny crank windows. And I was able to jump up on the brick, punch one of the, the screens out of the window. I didn't break the screen, but I was able to shimmy it into the house. Crawled into the window. My ass was with your ass hanging out. My ass was in the air, and I had just—it was really hot out. I had just thought, "I'm gonna go put a dress on." I'm so happy I did it. It was out the front of our house, facing all of the other people's houses across the street, and people walk past our house all the time. So I can only imagine the sight that it was to behold. My ass straight up in the air. I crawl in fall through the window head first, land on the floor. In the meantime, the dog is like jumping up, trying to lick my face. I fall on the floor. He didn't bark. He didn't growl. He didn't alert to anything. Like he is the worst guard dog ever. He's very not threatening. He didn't know who you were. Well, presumably. Not when I was pushing the window in. Presumably. Making a bunch of noise. I just, I picture that he would do that with anyone. Like, I don't think no, he would. No, he'd be afraid. He'd bark. He would bark, but I don't think he would, like, a, try to bite anybody. He's more of an alarm he'd, than a guard. He'd bite someone. I don't think he would. Uh, Catherine thought that somebody may have broken into the house. Jim searched. Didn't find anything. That's that. After this incident, Catherine realized that she had not heard any footsteps at the time that she had seen the man in the hall. This was baffling to her, but the incident was soon forgotten. Two months had gone by since the sighting. In March one evening, as Catherine was cooking dinner, Jim was doing some house maintenance on a ladder that led to the attic. She called Jim to come eat. He unplugged his tools and stopped working for the evening. After dinner, while Kay was upstairs reading a book, Jim decided to watch a movie. What channel do you think Jim watches by himself? Fishing. Fishing? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking more like Cinemax. Oh. No, he definitely watches the you know, fishing some channel. Some softcore, after-hours, Skinemax. Nope. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> Rambo? Maybe. Yeah, I think he, he probably watches some, like, Good old 80s movies. John Wayne. I, he looks like a John he Wayne guy to me. He does look like a John Wayne. Yeah, he watches spaghetti westerns for sure. And Ghostbusters. <laughs> he loves Ghostbusters. It's his favorite. <laughs> Sorry. It was the first thing that popped in my head. Do you think this will be the first episode that gets scrapped? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, as she was reading, Catherine heard the sound of the drill running just outside the bedroom door. 
She assumed it was Jim, and that he had decided to resume work on his previous project. But when she opened the door to speak with him, no one was there, and the drill was laying there unplugged. She says that she even bent down to touch it to see if it was warm from being used, and it was cold and had not been used. Catherine admitted that she was pretty frightened after this. Well, it was approximately 8.10 p.m., and I was cooking in my kitchen, and, oh, I heard a drill. It was running. I went out and looked, and it was unplugged, and I checked to see if it was warm, because who does that? <laughs> I would never think to do that, honestly. <laughs> no. And really, to, on the flip side, if it did run for four seconds, it's not going to be warm, especially when it has cold, dead, undead electricity running through it. All I can picture in my head is a ghost out in the hallway just with the drill in the air, like, revving it. Just... Maybe it was fucking doing something useful. That'd be nice. Oh, I'd love to have a ghost that fixes my house. Henry the Handy Ghost? (laughs) Yeah. So, obviously, Jim was worried for his wife at this point and did not know her to be someone who would just be freaking out over nothing. (laughs) He's, like, he's worried that she's, like, her brain's about to pour out of her ear. He claims he was confused, but because he had not seen or heard anything, he wasn't sure what to do. The experiences for Catherine continued. One night, while she was alone in the bedroom in the house, she heard the distinct sound of coins falling into a bowl. She looked up to the dresser where Jim had a bowl that he would place change into at the end of the day. She saw coins falling out of thin air into the bowl. I mean, also, I would not mind having a ghost that just puts change in a bowl for me. That would be lovely. Late onset schizophrenia? I don't, I don't know. I don't think. I mean, they really do look like a nice, lovely couple. It's odd that she's seeing things that are basically what he's doing. Yeah, almost like she's overly picturing them yeah in her mind that is interesting later a tray that she kept by the bed with water and medication on it was moved by something unseen and then collapsed on the floor now this one i i mean i guess it depends on what kind of tray it was but i'm picturing like a tv tray with the folding legs i mean i have seen those collapse i have seen those just hit the floor Yeah, I remember having ones that, like, they were old ones. Someone in my family had them. They clip on. Yes. Those things frickin' explode all the time. Oh, yeah. They just fall over. And those are actually made so that you can completely unclip the top off of it. Like, the legs can fully disconnect. Mm -hmm. I have seen those go down. Yeah, the clips break sometimes Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, so that I kind of feel like... You bump it wrong, the top flies off and everything falls down. And you're like, holy shit, a ghost. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess if you didn't touch it and it just collapsed, it would be a little more unnerving than if, like... You bumped it or something hit it or whatever, but I still think that those things just pop apart. Even the wooden ones, they just slide. Like, the legs just slide across. I think that could easily fall down. One afternoon, as she was watching TV, she began to hear popping sound coming from the middle of the room. She turned off the TV, got up out of her chair, and noticed that there seemed to be a ball of static electricity hanging in the center of the room. Ball lightning? No, ball electricity. What? Static, like static electricity. No? 
it's ball lightning. Well, I brought ball lightning to this party. Oh my gosh. This is getting more exciting. <laughs> I know. You're pumped now. <laughs> As she backed up into the corner, it seemed to follow her and popped a burst of static near her face. Okay. So it went like, Uh-huh. That's it. All right. I mean, I, would that be scary? I don't know. Could be deadly. It could be. I don't. It, I don't think it was ball lightning. It was just like a static charge feel. What do you think ball lightning is? Um, like a like one of those balls that you touch that has lightning in it, but it's like floating around. On oh its come own on! Court. You're in the conspiracy world. You know what ball lightning is. Don't play dumb. I just. But I'm just saying that I think in her case this was just static. What? <laughs> Because like, all those are electricity. Yes. Static. Static is less severe than regular lightning. It's quite a high. It's actually a very high voltage. Oh, high voltage arc gap calculator. Oh How God. many volts does one need? I'm sorry, everybody. Thirty thousand volts per centimeter. It's about well seventy-five thousand volts an inch. About a hundred thousand volts an inch. In static electricity. In any electricity. Oh. Strangely, all of the phenomenon seemed to be directed at Catherine. That was until one morning when Jim woke up in the early hours, which was normal for him, and he went downstairs. He would typically be up for a couple of hours before his wife, and when she would wake up, it was custom for her to ring a small bell in the guest bedroom if she needed anything. Huh? Oh, do you think the guest bedroom was just, they watch TV in the guest bedroom? They're, Me, they're like the older people that have just yeah. the spare room TV? Yeah, I, I think that that's probably the case. But I, I don't think that the bell was necessarily for her. Like when the second she woke up, she just rang the bell. I think it was like she, she would hang out up there a lot and read and stuff. And I think if she was just on the second floor because they were a little bit older, that she would just ring the bell and he would come and see if she needed something. Because it was a tough walk down the stairs. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of stairs in our house. Sometimes I wish I had a bell. I'm just saying. <laughs> you can ring it all you want. Mm-hmm. You ain't coming. <laughs> this morning was a usual one. So when Jim heard the bell, he went upstairs to see what his wife needed and discovered that she was still asleep. He looked at the bell in the other room, and it appeared untouched. He chalked it up to having heard something else and returned back downstairs. A few minutes later, he heard the bell again. This time, Catherine was awake, but still had not rung the bell. When this happened a third time, the pair decided that if Catherine needed something in the future, from now on, she would ring the bell three times. Mm -hmm. A few mornings later, Jim was doing his morning thing when he heard three loud bell rings. He went upstairs, and there was Catherine, sound asleep in their bed, one room over from where the bell was. As he turned to exit the room, he heard the bell ring from the spare bedroom. He admits he was frightened, and at this point told Catherine that he would no longer answer to the bell. Oddly, he never heard the bell ring after making that declaration out loud. What? This mm-hmm. is weird. Yeah, so he was like, oh, by the way, you can ring the bell you want. I'm not answering it anymore. And then he never heard it ring again. 
I just, I guess my feelings on this whole Bell situation are like, I mean, how scared do you, do, can you actually be of that? I mean, I would think it was weird, I but. Know. Nothing scary's happened yet. Is it going to get scarier? The Tatums felt like it was in their best interest to move from the home. <laughs> Are you kidding? No. And stated that they would leave the entity to live in the home alone. Well, how do they know that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they moved to Florida and they never had any more experiences. This is not... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it turns out that some of the neighbors in the allotment had also had some strange experiences and encounters. Um, so could it just be the piece of land that the houses were built on? Are you really doing this story right now? Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I know this story isn't long, but I thought that it was a good lead into experiences that we have had and were able to debunk because, let's be honest, this story is not scary it's probably very typical of like things that happen to a lot of people yeah I, yeah and that's why okay. i kind of liked all it all right thanks for the twist yeah i was welcome. like seriously like is this this was apparently scary enough for pe- this these people and they were believable enough that unsolved mysteries made a segment out of their experiences So they were scraping the bottom, and now here we are scraping the same bottom. Okay. There's no meat on these bones. Oh, there's meat on these bones. Yeah. Two, sometimes it's not always what you think it is. And I feel that it's interesting. Actually, it never is. I feel that it's interesting that these people were hearing what they thought was this bell, and it was enough for them to move out of their home that they just bought. The first one I want to talk about where this was a very clear... Uh, but not to me, but to you it was. Story of things not being Let what they guess. seem. The dishwasher. The dishwasher. That's my favorite one. I know. I knew you were going to That was story. the first time you ever told me I was right. After arguing with me for possibly weeks or months. Yes, well. That I was an idiot. That I was wrong. I was scared. I had myself worked up into a tizzy, and that's why I want to talk about this, because I think it's a good topic. How people can work themselves up into these states enough, obviously, to move out of their home. I have one, too. Yes. Not about me, but about someone else I know. Okay. so Because I don't have any of those stories about myself. Right. No, because you're above that, apparently. (laughs) You don't get scared. I just know it's something else. I always want to believe that it's something but i am very skeptical and i do try to figure stuff out but there are circumstances like the one i'm going to tell you now where it it does not occur to me that it could be anything other than something (laughs) otherworldly so for example we had this dishwasher in our old house i would go into the kitchen you know, doing kitchen chores. And at least, what, every other week this would happen. And all of a sudden, the dishwasher would just start. And of course, you would be telling me this. Yeah. And I would not be around. It's not like I would witness this. No. And I would right away just say, no, that's not what's going on. Right. So he would completely discount the fact this was happening. Well, it happened a lot of times. A few times. Yeah. And every time we would get in an argument, I would tell you there's no way that it's turned on by itself. Right. It happened like six times. Yeah. And he was never like, oh, yeah, okay, great. I'm on board with that. Like, yeah. There's a dishwashing ghost in our house. 
one day I was out in the kitchen and it was probably a Sunday because it's like the only day you're home. Yeah, and we're arguing about the dishwasher and how it's yes. turning itself on. So, and I'm telling you it's not. It's right. not possible. It's not possible. So we're we're standing there and at some point I lean up against the, the counter. Things were getting heated as well, I would mm-hmm. like to add. Yeah. I was upset that he did not believe me <laughs> because... It's upsetting when I know what I'm telling you is true. <laughs> and you're just like, no, you're crazy. That's not happening. I don't think I ever called you crazy. Okay, well, you were looking at me like I was crazy. <laughs> so anyway, I lean up against the counter and all of a sudden it happens. The dishwasher turns on. He looks at me. I look at him and he's just like. I told you, <laughs> it's your ass. <laughs> it is your ass turning the dishwasher on. And sure as shit, I always leaned up against that part of the counter and the button had like a delay on it. So my hip or my backside would hit the button and it would not start for like a solid minute after I walked away. So it made it seem like it was just turning it on. It's interesting, really think about things when they happen like that. And I do like to debunk stuff because let's be honest, I don't want it to be something weird. I would much prefer to live in a house where it's just me doing stupid shit that I don't realize I'm doing. Well, contrary to popular belief, I too have the voice in my head, just like everyone else. That is the, that thing. What is that? What is that? Yeah. You know, the voice, the one that makes you think that the dishwasher is turning itself on. (laughs) Right. When really, it's just your your big old booty. (laughs) We all got it. Well, I have another example real quick, and then I'll let you get to the one you have, because I think I know which one you have. We were both a little bit baffled by this one. This was, again, in our other house. We would be sitting in any of the rooms down in our main level all of a sudden, we would hear what sounded like, we called it the phantom wrench. Yeah, the phantom wrenches. Uh-huh. It sounded like somebody dropped a metal wrench onto the floor, and then it bounced on the floor mm-hmm. from one end to the other. Mm-hmm. It was that kind of like back and forth. It sounded pretty sound. much just like that. It sounded just like a wrench. And we would get up and look around and could not for the life of us figured out what this phantom wrench was. So eventually, I think one day you were in the basement when it happened, mm-hmm. and here, what it was was our furnace is every time the furnace would kick on, oh, when it would turn off. Yeah, it was the squirrel cage fan. It was rattling And when it would slow down almost all the way to a stop, it would make the rattling wrench sound. Right. But right. it'd be a long time after the furnace actually turned off. But still, yeah. even after we realized and knew what it was, we'd hear it and we'd both be like, oh, phantom wrench. <laughs> so that wouldn't, that was a good one. That was the bearings failing. And yeah. I eventually replaced them and then the, mm-hmm. the wrenches went away. Or was it a ghost warning you that we needed to replace Could be. the furnace? Could be. Right. So what, I think you, yeah. have, you have a story a too. A roommate that I lived with at one point in time, they were believers, I would say somewhat we're all a little bit believers so i go away on a trip and i come back and they're telling me this story about this sound that keeps happening a thunk in the house and it gone so far as to they had one of their friends who was a self-appointed preacher bless the home with self-appointed holy water not <laughs> a real preacher how do you this self-appoint holy some water dude some friend of a dude I don't think I trust self-appointed Dude, man, holy preacher. water. 
<laughs> bless yeah. the house yeah. with holy water. He did his thing. I think they burnt sage, too. Sure. That's a thing. You know, I was not there to witness it. And they're like, oh, well, it's a really, you know, this thump just keeps happening. And, and I think they said it went away after that. And so I walk into my room and I hear this thunk. And I go, hey, is this the sound? And I find the other part of the floorboard that's the opposite of like the teeter-totter thunk. And I step on it. Thunk. And then I step on the other piece. Thunk. And then I play a little song. Thunk. 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 (laughs) Thunk. Is that it? Well, yeah, that's the sound. (laughs) Here it was just the floorboards hitting the vent, It was the vent underneath the floorboards. And because it happened more often in your room or an area that you walked into more often, it didn't happen all the time for them. But with you yeah. there walking in and out, it was so they would occasionally. It was probably hit. it was during the winter, so it yeah. was probably the heat cycling of the the vent. Yeah, and then it would thunk every once in a while. You know, when you watch the ghost hunting shows and stuff. I'm more apt to believe the people who when, where the ghost hunters show up, they say, okay, well, our vents do this and our floor creaks like Don't that. Don't even and get the me house, started on the ghost hunters. I know. And the house is old, but they know what their house sounds like and they're happy to tell you what the normal house sounds are. Those ones I believe a little bit more when they hear something out of the norm because then it's like they are listening to the sounds of their house. I think that there is actually a lot of pressure against debunking. Because no one likes to be proved wrong, A. They don't like to be made look to look silly, B. Which is usually why I just keep my mouth shut when I know it's something stupid. D. D. <laughs> keep mouth shut. Keep mouth shut. <laughs> There's not a lot of benefits to like debunking stuff. See, I don't know. I don't come at it like that. If I went to a friend and I was scared and I said, oh my God, like this is freaking me out. Come over here and see see what this is, I would invite them to come over, A, so that I knew that I wasn't crazy and I wasn't just hearing things, and B, if they could come up with a reason, then I would feel so much better living in my house. I I don't think that's crazy at all. I have a very good parallel to this. It has nothing to do with ghosts, though many might believe it, but with computers, you know, I'm the, hey, Mr. Lockwood, my computer's acting funny. Can you help me? Move. (laughs) (laughs) And there's, it's always something silly. It's just from my perspective, it's always the user's fault. It's always <laughs> something they're doing. It really is. Almost always. And they always swear to you that they're not doing that thing that you oh. know they're doing that's causing the problem. I do that all the time to you. <laughs> but as some former work that I've done as a consultant and things, you never, ever go... Hey, man, I told you you're stupid and you're doing that. Stop doing that. It's never the customer's fault. It's never the customer's fault. So you sort of, you know, you fix it. Oh, it's great. You fixed it. Thanks. And then, you know, what what was the problem? Oh, well, you know, this, this, you know, this thing, you explain what happened, but you do it in real technical terms, which summed up just means, you know, even though you kept saying you didn't click that button over and over again or, oh, you know, you did. I know you did. Don't even yeah. lie to me. Yeah. 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 I know what you've been up to. Yes. <laughs> no, it was not the insane amounts of porn that you were 
had on your computer <laughs> that you were downloading from really sketchy websites. Right. And at, clicking at yes on the pop-ups. <laughs> right. It wasn't that. No. No. Nope. It Good. was just a driver okay. problem. Definitely could not have been your ass cheek pushing on that dishwasher <laughs> button. Definitely not that. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, I don't spare you. So Yeah. Well, I think those stories are really funny. And we would love to start doing some listener stories, whether you have a weird story that you cannot explain, that you don't have a debunking situation for. We would love to hear it. You can email us that. Um, or if you have a really funny story about something similar to my dishwashing story where yeah. you freaked yourself out and then later realized that you maybe were doing it to yourself. That would be something That'd that be you good. could yeah. send us I'm as sure well. there should be an endless number of those stories, oh God, really. Yeah. yeah, I've done, I mean, obviously, we just gave you three examples off the top of our head. I probably have more, but I can't think of them right now. also have a few stories that I cannot explain. Ever since we've moved in here, I have seen, I want to say at least six times, a little tiny short black something. It's, it seems like a cat, but it will move past my leg and I'll catch it out of the corner of my eye and see it. And I'll think we have another, we have a little dog, a little dachshund, but he's red and he's kind of bigger. He's like almost 30 pounds. So he's not small, small. Um, and I'll think it's him and I'll walk in the other room and he's asleep on the bed or he won't even be in that room. And I've had that happen a number of times where I've seen this thing stroll past on four legs past a doorway. It's a little bit weird. I would love to explain that away. But the only thing I can do to explain that away is that we had a, a little miniature dachshund who was black and tan pass away six days before we moved into our new house. And when we moved in here, we had already had him cremated. So he came with us, but he came with us in a jar. You know, he's still in our house. But ever since we moved in and he passed away, I keep seeing this little... Now, I don't know if it's my mind just wanting him to be there. Or like Mr. Lockwood said when, you know, we were going through that loss, maybe my brain was so used to him being around that it was kind of like filling in the gap. Even up until a few months ago, I, I catch a glimpse of it every once in a while. Well, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of that in our minds, especially if it's something you're constantly exposed to. Yes. Your and your brain is, you know, a major part of how your brain works is it's not only is it perceiving, but it to be more efficient at perceiving, it has to predict. So what happens is you get these, you could almost think of it as like a video recording, your brain's made up of all these video recordings. And then you get cues that will play those video recordings. So if it's something that you see all the time, right? we've discussed this before with, uh, I think it was maybe in the hypnosis kind of thing. This is very, it's the same mechanism. You know, you get these, you can get a cue that will play that recording. And if it's like in the corner of your eye, it's, it's almost never like, oh, I'm staring at it and there I see it. But you get a, a hint of it, and it kind of plays that recording in your mind. And like that old dog, he was very, very consistent, like yes. very predictable. <laughs> he was nearly 14, yeah. and he had a routine. Yeah, a very, very strong routine. Yes. And if you weren't there doing what yeah. he wanted right now, yeah. he was going to let you so know So his about routine it. would have been programmed into your head yes. very, very strongly. Yes, you know? especially after 14 years yeah. with a creature you know yeah so it's like you know even i if you know i saw him tomorrow 
mm-hmm. I would know exactly what he was going to be like. Yeah. And yeah. Where, what he would do and how to handle him and, you know. Right. So you're, I, I feel like. It's like he's got me programmed too. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. especially after you're so close to someone or yeah. something like that and they pass away. I, I think it only makes sense for your brain to kind of yeah. fill in the gap. And that could explain a lot of ghosts. Sightings. Yeah. Especially of loved ones, you know. Or experiences. Someone yeah. you lived with for 40 years. Yeah. It's like you've been in the same house for 40 years. Yeah. It's like you're just used to that. Of course, you're going to expect when you go around the corner and you see the magazine chair. Right. Like you're going to expect them to be sitting there. Or you might hear the sound of the magazine flipping over. Or you might, yeah. But I like the idea that your brain just kind of, it takes a while for your brain to undo the, the, the routine that you expect. Yeah. And even if it does, there's always going to be times where, it comes back for just one time. Yeah. Randomly. It, it happened weeks or me, months later. It happened quite a few times when we first moved yeah. in. Now, I have seen it up until about a couple months ago, and we have been here for a year and a half now. So I still occasionally, but it doesn't happen as often as it did when we moved in. Obviously, when my brain was still wishing he was around. I do have a couple of others. When we first moved in, it had been a few months. And I noticed that when we would go to bed, he would always shut the bedroom door, which he isn't normally a door shutter. You know, you're not real like you don't care one way or the other. But he was really specifically every night shutting the store for two weeks. Well, it was a new house. It felt weird. So finally I asked him and I was like, is there a reason you keep shutting that door? And when you are laying in our bed, the door is to the right. And you can see out that door into the bathroom in the hallway. We have a bathroom in our bedroom as well. But this this door looks out the hallway and down into the bathroom. And he just looks at me. And he is not somebody who would readily admit <laughs> something like this, I guess. Or So it was quite a shock to me when he looked at me and he said, yeah, I just feel like there's somebody in that bathroom watching me. And I, and that freaked me out, you know? And it's, it's funny how you can kind of really freak each other out, at, you know? Like, yeah, especially but, for somebody who doesn't say stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but the thing is... I was like, what? What I was kind of really saying is, it gives me the feeling that I'm being watched. Not yes. that I really think there's something there watching me. Right. But still, yeah. but for you so to So for have, my own convenience, I was just closing the listen, door. You don't have feelings. So for you to have feelings about that, I was weirded out for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was just a little voice winning. Yes. Needless to say, we just sleep with the door closed now. Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's something that you can't explain. You can't debunk it. It's just a feeling. But it weirds you out nonetheless, you know? I would much rather have a noise that I could hunt down and and solve. We do have another friend's story that is a really, really crazy one. This story might actually almost be better than today's story-wise. But again, this is just a lightweight story for you guys because our John Titer episode was so epic that my brain has not quite recoagulated in my skull. <laughs> so um, we're, we're doing this, and we're hoping that you all will write us some good emails with stories that we can read to other listeners. The Phantom Jersey story is a really good one. one. So we have these friends. One of them uh, is a retired police officer, but I think he was active at the time. And his wife is a teacher. Mm -hmm. And they were in bed one night sleeping and they had a bungalow. And if you aren't completely 
knowledgeable about what a bungalow is. It's a two-story home, but the upstairs is very typically one giant room. It's basically just a finished attic. Mm -hmm. It's one giant room. They usually have slanted ceiling walls Mm -hmm. and if you're very tall like mr lockwood they suck Mm -hmm. (laughs) because our house before was a bungalow before we moved here it was like post-world war ii baby boom house like that every parents of baby boomers started out in at least in this area so there's a set of stairs that goes up into the upstairs but there's usually sometimes there's a bathroom up there but usually not and our friend she wakes up in the middle of the night and she sees something run from where the stairs are across the room the short distance of the room into a closet over into a closet and so obviously she wakes up and she's slapping her husband you know and like i said he is a police officer so she's like oh my god someone's in the room someone's in the Mm -hmm. room and she's like slapping him so he grabs his weapon obviously because you know, that's what you do when you think someone's intruded. So she's like freaking out because she thinks there's someone straight up in there with them. Yeah. So he like kind of grabs her and they both like roll off the other side of the bed, like get down behind the other side of the bed <laughs> and like taking cover. Uh-huh on the one side of the bed and so he is yelling at the top of his voice he's got his gun pointed and he's like come out yeah it's commanding them to come out yeah so he's doing the whole you know officer thing trying to get the person to come out of the closet he was like are you sure you saw somebody what they look like and she was very specific she said that they had a jersey on um, some kind of sports jersey because she saw like the number on it or like words across the back or something and convincing enough for him to be alarmed. Uh, he's yelling commands and nothing happens, nothing happens. So at some point they're like, well, shit, we can't just lay behind the bed all night. <laughs> so he gets up and he proceeds to try to like clear the rest of the house, turn all the lights on, and there was no one there. No one at all in this house. Saw it too. Maybe he did. I think he saw the... He saw it too. Did he? I think so. Okay. Well, he may have. Yeah. All I know is that she was dead certain that she saw something. And because she was telling him about it, he's like half asleep. And then he wakes up and he looks and he sees it run into the closet too. Okay. Either way. Either way. See, now maybe I'm fucking up the story. Like, because he was about ready to shoot holes in his closet that, you know I, I think you might be right yeah we'll have to ask him yeah. for sure maybe we'll put an update but um yeah so but regardless that was I mean that would be terrifying we were talking about Catherine in this story you know thinking that maybe there was someone in the house because she swore that she saw somebody walk by there so I mean we've we've known people that have had stories like this and that's just wild I could not imagine waking up and thinking that there was somebody hanging out in my closet that would be terrifying so but well, I guess and it does happen to some people unfortunately for real but yes. not very often for fortunately for the rest of us right yeah. right so they have dubbed that incident the phantom the jersey phantom jersey or the <laughs> jersey phantom i don't know which one it the was the phantom jersey yeah, yeah. story so and we, i think there was a there is a there was a jersey hanging in the closet too we like i said before we would love love to get some stories from you guys we'd love it if you'd just say hello yeah 
just say hi to us. Yes. Let us know you're listening. Prove you're real. Uh, we plan <laughs> on continuing to make episodes for a long time. And if you are out there listening, it would just be nice for us to know. Yeah, that. whether you like it or not, we're just going to keep doing this yeah, forever. Yeah, so. we're just going to assault your yes. ears, whether you like it or not. I guess if you don't like it, you could just not listen. Oh, you'll listen. I don't know. Maybe the John Titer episode was too much for I everyone. I think it's going to take off. Everyone's going to love that one. Yeah, and then Ashton Kutcher is going to contact us. He might. <laughs> I don't think he will. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he cares that much. <laughs> Who knows? All I got to say is, what the hell happened with Jim and Catherine? Nothing. I don't think a whole lot happened. You don't have any theories section or anything? You just, you're really, just, you're like, fuck, there's nothing here. I'm really phoning this you one just, in. You just totally, no? I mean, she had a phantom drill. We had a phantom wrench. I feel like so it could be explained. one of the biggest problems, no follow-up. No. Did I, Unsolved Mysteries even follow up? I don't think so. How's and the new house? Uh, I don't know. It, well, it said that they had no other activity after that, so somebody followed up. But I do think that they have both since passed away. Well, like, wouldn't it be funny if she ended up, like, in a mental institution, like, right after they moved in to the new house and she was just... I mean, that wouldn't be funny, no. And then she's... <laughs> it was, like, her having, like, hallucinatory problems. I, I will say that, I mean, I did watch the episode. They seem like a nice couple. How did you watch the episode? It's on Unsolved Mysteries. Is that on TV? It's on YouTube. Oh. I mean, they do seem like a... They, they seem genuinely upset about it, and <laughs> that I don't discount. I mean, that's the whole idea. Well, then how do you explain it? The bell ringing? Yeah, I mean, basically, it sounds like you, you're saying that you think they're honest. I do. I kind of get that. Well, why not? Why, what would they have to lie about? Well, I, right. I mean, let's take this into the perspective of... So it's not an attention-seeking thing. What would I have to gain by telling you that the washer keeps turning itself on? And I was very sincere about it. I believed it. What I'm saying here is I think that sometimes we can talk ourselves into believing things that we're blinded by what's actually happening. Let's assume they, they're, they are being honest and they did hear these things and they... Yeah. did see these things how the one that i cannot explain away i i could probably explain the static away i could probably explain away the sound of the drill in the hallway i could probably explain away the bell but the one i cannot explain away is the coins falling out of thin air into a bowl that she saw what about with the her ball lightning? eyes that's what i'm saying the static mm. one uh i mean that could be some kind of you know weather phenomenon <laughs> Weather in phenomenon. the middle of her bedroom i'm not sure yeah, yeah. So, i don't know yeah i mean a couple of those i i don't see being important but the hand dropping well, it wasn't a hand but the change was seemingly just falling out of midair into this bowl in the bedroom now that i can't explain see, that does make me suspect hallucination i don't think this woman was hallucinating at least part of the story, the experiences are close to sleeping times. So there is waking, or what do they call it? Well, that? the bell ringing was Night in the terrors. morning. The bell ringing was yeah. in the morning. And he was fully awake. He'd go down, drink his coffee, yeah. read his newspaper, and hear the bell. Well, you know, when you're in the zone, have you ever been in the zone, you know, like reading or writing, yeah. and you hear or see things? Out of the corner of your eye? I do have an example. Because that's almost like being asleep in a way. Our dog 
the alive one <laughs> that we have now. He, um, we taught him when he was little to ring a bell by the door to go out to the yes. bathroom. And it's mounted really low to the wall, and he just bumps it with his nose. And that's because the houses that we've lived in, you can't see the front door from any room in the house. Yeah, and they're not, they don't like to bark. So. Right, and they don't like to bark Well, they only scratch. like to bark unless it's useless barking. Right, like at the dog next yes. door. So um, we taught him to ring a bell, which is so useful because I can hear it anywhere I am in the house, and I know that he's got to go out. I have heard that bell ring before and realized that he's in the same room with me. Yeah. He's not anywhere near the bell. So, I mean, I, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's just that time of the day where I'm expecting to hear it. My brain kind of, you know. So, I, I mean. I, I think you are ap- more apt to hear or see things when you're heavily distracted by, like you're in a task. Yes. And you're really into it. That's usually when it happens. Because your brain is devoting a lot of horsepower to the task yeah and that's when it's more apt to substitute in one of these recordings for a happening because it doesn't want to dedicate resources to right like actually perceiving reality right so it's just throwing a cue in there that's my theory either that or my brain's real fucked no no not too fucked (laughs) just a little fucked well we all might be a little fucked (laughs) (laughs) i can tell you one thing that is fucked this episode (laughs) (laughs) i think we're gonna call it goodbye (laughs) have a good one bye (laughs) while in there catherine says this is hard i started thinking about the about jackie hernandez (laughs) started laughing i don't with all the blinds going up when she went to the bathroom okay you think (laughs) did god help her wash her ass (laughs) Catherine or Jackie? Catherine. Oh. Shook the house. I don't think washed so. Washed her ass. <laughs> Shook it up while a she little. was sitting on the toilet. I don't think Hopefully no. she got the flush before that happened. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is going to be a tough one to get through because it's ridiculous. One night in January of 1986. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Are you laughing about God shaking the water up to I her ass? I don't know. I just know. I think I'm just happy John Titer's over and now we're <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> like, I'm happy about that, that too. It's that moment of like, oh, thank God. My life. Okay. <laughs> I can't get past her name for some reason. The Stay Puffed Woman? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. What's her name? Catherine, I am not mature today. Catherine, my maturity level. What's her last name? Zero. I don't know what's wrong with me. One night in January of 1986, Catherine woke up and made her way (laughs) and made her way to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Struggle bus. (laughs) Oh man. Oh man. Okay. Okay. She's just going to the fucking bathroom. What's about that? There's nothing funny about that. Everybody poops. Sticky. So sticky. Okay. Whenever I'm, for some reason, her going into the bathroom is hilarious to me, though. Okay. 
My face hurts. I like how you shat on me in the middle of laughing. <laughs> I did. Yes, you're an asshole. <laughs> All right. One night in January of 1986, Catherine woke up and made her way to the bathroom. For the fourth time that night. <laughs> For the fourth time in this podcast. Well, then why do we even call it static electricity? Why don't we just call it just electricity? Couldn't tell you. Okay. That's an epidemiological question. (laughs) I think you should have your English guy say that into the mic for (laughs) you. (laughs) No, it's not epidemiology, but it's the one with the words. (laughs) I'm so glad you cleared that up. Uh, History of words. Okay, we're moving on. No. Yes. No. Etymology. I thought that was... Etymological. I thought that was the study of bugs. No. No, I don't... (laughs) You're confused. You got me. I'm going down. Pretty sure etymology is... No, it's entomology, not etymology. Oh, etymology. Yes. Is the study of lightning? No, it's the study of the history of words. Oh, my God. How words have evolved. So lost. I don't even know how they got here. Calling something static electricity, that's not like a scientific term. That's just like, you know, that's what people called it when they figured out they could rub their wool socks on the carpet and shock their sister. Right. Yeah. Like a thousand years ago. Oh. You think they had carpet a thousand years ago? Yeah. Oh. Bare skin rugs. Hmm. But they called it a rug, too. Yeah. But did they have socks? <laughs> yeah, they had socks. Okay. I'm just testing your basic knowledge today. So, <clears throat> moving on. From nowhere. Yeah, this is this is where are we go. Where are we going? I no one knows. No <laughs> We're one knows. spinning our wheels here. <laughs> oh well, you know what? We're having a good time doing it. Are we? Yeah. It's not the destination. It's the journey. Shoot me. <laughs> Do you have a story that's weird or fascinating? Would you like to have your story read at the end of an episode? If so, please send your story to wthh.podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing your stories. If you'd like more episodes and bonus content, join Patreon to become a member. If you liked our episode, please remember to like, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.